I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. One stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The one show where Zach said I could do the new intros, but then the immediate next episode decides, eh, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take oh. it back. Oh. So Yeah, I guess it do be like that sometimes, but it's unfortunate. Oh. So I thought we'd like alternate, so Oh well, yeah. That's kind of the thing you mentioned before we start the episode, Zachary, and not Maybe. like after the fact after I publicly called you out. <laughs> Yeah, because then it looks like you, then it looks like you're in the in the wrong. <laughs> well, um, you hate to see it. Anyways, welcome oh. back to the podcast. <laughs> I see how it shifts in the shift in the episode. Roberto ain't gonna get you out of this one, Zachary. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you can't just you're shift right. focus to the, our epic advertisement right away. You know, you kinda, you're right. But I kind of have to have a little bit of. Well, well, first off, what's our topic going to be? Oh, yeah, yeah. So today, we're talking about how to give and receive criticism, Mm -hmm. which either is a valuable resource or uh, the worst thing on planet Earth. You know, it really is one of those two. Not really a a room for anything in between. (laughs) I I have to agree. You can tell from our beginning of this episode that both of us did not give or take that criticism fairly well at all. So that was how not to do it. <laughs> it was intentional. We planned that out. The whole the whole thing. It was wild. We wanted, we wanted it to flow right into the topic. So it was all just a funny bit, for sure. Not totally something I'm legitimately pissed off at. <laughs> but, you know, maybe well, we'll learn together uh, how to re- take that criticism better, you know? So yeah. it'll be a good episode for everybody involved. I think so. I think so. But before that, Mm -hmm. it is time (gasps) for the most epicest part of the podcast, where I say that our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. Yes! If you just so happen to be getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? For only $99. $99. You can get over $1,500 of value in dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price. Have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes. And in doing so, you'll even be supporting your boys over here on Another YouTube podcast. But Zach. <laughs> but Zach. Yeah. But Zach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Zachary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What if you don't have a hundred dollars and you still want to support the podcast? <gasps> well. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> you let me can know. support <laughs> the podcast on Anchor. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at one dollar. a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. While we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, like, picture the end of the universe, right? The eventual heat death of the sun. Uh Uh-huh. And then, then, like, go two weeks after that. And then that's how long the podcast is going to be, so. Absolutely. Somewhere somewhere in that realm. Uh, The more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent schedule. 
Because when the heat death come, you know, it's going to be kind of hard for me and Zach to get together to record this. So it's really going to come down to y'all's financial <laughs> commitment to the episodes to I see agree. if we'll, we'll be able to do it, you know. So I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. I was going to say, well, then go fuck yourselves. But I like what you said instead. <laughs> I thought you were just going to read it. Like, read the rest of it. So I was like, no, you can't. You already read the first part, so I just cut you off. But no, well, go fuck yourselves would have been would have been way better. <laughs> Personally. Oh, well. You can't have it. That, that's how you know this is a real podcast, because moments like these... Or just in the episode, and we don't ever re-record them or nothing. They're just or they're out in the open. Or anything. They're just there. They're out. Send tweet. It's out. Absolutely. You've seen these, uh, these clips of uh, e-girls on Twitch, like, telling their viewers, look, it's only $5. <laughs> if you want $5 to pay me yeah. to watch my content, then you shouldn't even be watching it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing. You want to do that? Basically, is what you're telling me. You want to? Well, you want that I, to be I, the next I can't. If I could, I, I feel like I have to. I feel like I have a really important part of my biology that's not allowing me to do that and get away with it. Damn, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because we'd get more support that way. I think. You know? I think if so. You, if you were to, if you were to pull it off, gaslight the viewers. We have people at home being like, "Fine, I guess I will." I guess if he's demanding it like this, you know. I guess I'll get my hard-earned money while they just sit there talking for two hours. Sometimes not even about YouTube stuff either, you know, just random shit. Like Naruto. <laughs> like Naruto, baby. We're bringing it back. Hey. We're bringing it back. Me and Zach still been watching Naruto on the daily, and uh, you know, it's been epic. It's been epic. I think so. But unfortunately, this is not the Naruto podcast, so... No. We Tragic, gonna be, I know. We're going to be talking about criticism. How to Something give it. Naruto cannot take. He at really all. can't. He's great at giving criticism to people. Oh, yeah. But he unfortunately, is. When, when the criticism is directed at Naruto's ninja techniques, he is very known to pop off instead of following said advice. You know? Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, it's one of his many, many character falls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other, <laughs> a whole another can of worms. Every every YouTube podcast episode, I think, can in some form or way be uh-huh. traced back as applicable advice for Naruto. You know, like sub for I sub. Think so. If if Naruto had watched that episode, he would know that uh, subbing himself as a clone, thirty of them, is not <laughs> always the best strategy all the time. So he would have figured that out if he just watched the episode or or, or the one about. <laughs> Uh-huh. Or the one of... <laughs> yeah. If he had watched the one <laughs> about Vidme getting shut down, <laughs> he would have known that that when, when ninjas are brought to their limit like Zabuza and they're in, a, in an unfortunate financial situation, uh, people will go to, to great lengths to try to, to try to bring back normalcy. So... It all, it all, it all ties back together. Point, points are being made. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um. Somebody should give us criticism and not have eight minutes <laughs> to this podcast. And we would respond, "Fuck you, <laughs> asshole." 
You didn't give us money. Where my five dollars at? Then you're allowed to critique this podcast. That's how. <laughs> that's that's a new rule we're establishing here. But uh, criticism, right, is mm-hmm. is a is a tricky thing because, in a lot of ways, um, YouTube and art is subjective, right? Uh, there there are there are objective elements to the process, um, but a lot of what the final product, how it's received, whether or not people like it or not. Is usually in, in the realm of subjectivity, right? Definitely. But when you when you put out content and do a big ether void like YouTube, knowing how good your content is and how much people either like or dislike it is so valuable to people like us that that it's it's almost more important than I think views and likes and even subscribers because like getting good constructive feedback and criticism on the type of stuff we do is is very much the key to like accelerating growth and like getting better at our craft i definitely say so there's there's like a certain level of content creation um, especially on youtube where it's you start making content for yourself and you kind of experiment and figure out like okay what do i want to do we've talked about that like in our branding episode not too long ago But it comes down to like, once you kind of figure out what you want to do and you start doing that a little bit, then it's that criticism that's really going to kind of help you move in the right direction as far as like finding your audience and continuing to make your content better and better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. There's also really bad criticism that can have the reverse effect of slowing you down. And, uh... Yeah. Weighing your creative freedom options and or just straight up giving bad advice that will actively make your videos worse. This is true. Criticism is one of those things where anybody can give it. Yes. uh, Which means that you shouldn't always take it. You got to kind of like have a level head about it, I think. Right. It's like figuring out, okay, what what criticism is right? What criticism is wrong? Um. And, and I guess we're, we're going to get into all of that, right? Because there's kind of a, it's kind of a nuanced topic, actually. Right. How, where we draw the line specifically is probably different from people listening to this at home and where they draw the line. And uh, this is not necessarily a subject I'm like 100% a master at or totally experienced in. But, you know, I've had my fair share of feedback and critique and a lot of things that was legitimately helpful and sometimes unhelpful. Um, I'll go ahead and give you an example of criticism that was good and that really helped me. Okay. Uh, and this is before the days of Blue Couch Productions. We're talking uh, the Duper Brothers, which was a Let's Play channel starring me, Ethan, and two Austins, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're putting out Let's Plays. A lot of episodes are coming out. Each Each of the four of us has a series that's all going on at the same time. And with the frequency and uploads, um, not everybody was checking out every video. And so I thought it would be a good idea to make a, a highlight video, right? Showcasing the best parts of the series. It would give us a bit of a channel trailer and people who like the highlights would check out the series. And so I went through all the episodes. I got all the clips together. I edited the highlight. I uploaded it. Mm-hmm. And people hated it. Really? Hated it. Hated it to death. And it was all because, all because, you know how, 
in highlight videos typically after a bunch of clips there's typically a transition into the next set of clips yeah uh pewdiepie for example in a lot of his most famous highlight videos like has that that duck sound right right that he would put in between clips and so me watching said video thought oh i need a funny transition between Uh each clip and so i took the the what news blooper video the part where austin messes up his lines and he and he slams the paper on the ground and goes ah like that oh no and that in itself would not have been a bad thing if i used it Uh, but i used it for every clip oh every clip so there'd be four second highlight transition five second highlight (laughs) transition 30 second transition and i never changed it I mean, half of the video was that was that transition. I guarantee you. That's kind of funny. And it, and it got to the point where it was so annoying. I bet. <laughs> and, t- and it took up half of half of what people thought about it. That despite the highlights themselves being good, the video itself was unbearable. And it was having a friend tell me like, "Hey, you know, maybe don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. like, oh, okay. And I was kind of peeved off at the time because I'm like, I put all this work in this damn highlight video and everybody <laughs> clowning on me for doing this. Right. So I wasn't very good at receiving the criticism. Right. Right. Uh, right. But looking back on it, 2020. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> and having that criticism meant that anytime I, I ever edited something like that, I made sure to like not overload it with one particular element or shit like that, because that can get very annoying. Yeah, Definitely. Well, it's good because you learn from it. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of mistakes that we make as content creators. And so like the more people tell us about them, the more we kind of learn from them. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you say for you was like a really good piece of criticism for many of your time on YouTube? So back in 2012, when I was doing Sabijan Games Let's Plays, uh, I was putting out a shit ton of content and I was a part of a let's play forum group and uh, some of the some of the big guys on there that were friends of mine decided to like start doing some channel reviews of some of the people on the on the forum mm-hmm. and uh, me also being like one of the bigger guys on the, the 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 website I was like yo go ahead and like review mine because I want some feedback um and they did and boy <laughs> oh boy like it was just like thing after thing after thing it was like okay cool i gotta fix this i gotta fix this it, it was a matter of like i had a really bad intro in all my videos that was not funny or entertaining and kind of cringy um i had like pretty bad audio i had uh like some some of the gameplay just wouldn't be good my commentary wouldn't be interesting i wasn't editing anything uh, so this dude essentially made an exposed video <laughs> basically well it wasn't that fortunately because they were friends of mine it was like oh, two okay, of the guys good. they were very they were very nice about it they oh, were very yeah. nice about it. they absolutely could have just told me my content was shit and they did not um but they no they had like went through everything it was like here's like here's some things that like we want you to improve on because you have potential. Like you're good on getting people on our website and you're good at like the the community aspect of things. Uh, 
which arguably has like helped me a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. But the content was not good. <laughs> right. So, and then that, that was great. I'm really glad that I got that like super early on too, because I easily could have just kept doing what I was doing. And sure, I probably would have like figured some of it out on my own. And a lot of what I've learned on my own, like a, it's been through trial and error. Right. But uh, yeah, no, that, that right there, I basically, I was at over a hundred videos at that time. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I see all this criticism. I need to fix a lot of things. I'm just going to uh, delete all my videos and restart. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so I, I do that. I like delete all of my main let's plays except for like a few one-offs and um, wished I had privated them. So I still had them. Right. But it's fine nice. because the first stuff that is still on there is still pretty bad. So it's like, I get where, how far I've come. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it helped. It helped a lot. Sure. So you received the criticism fairly well too. It was good on both ends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because then it allowed you to like get better quicker as well. Yeah. There was a. <laughs> there's some videos too where like a lack of criticism was definitely an issue because there was just I don't know if it was a Chrono Trigger or Twilight Princess where like the commentary just wasn't in it. There's there's like an entire episode of Twilight Princess with no no commentary just because right. I it didn't record. So I was like, well. I'm doing this series instead of, you know, me recording the commentary. I just decided to upload post the video. Post-com. <laughs> just <Yeah>. upload it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, I really wished I had gotten more criticism early on. I wished I'd get more criticism now. Why? Like, because oh, yeah, yeah. that Absolutely. shit helps. Um, but Absolutely. no, 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 for sure. I, I feel like a lot of young creators don't get enough criticism. Uh, or the bad kind. Or they get the bad kind. Right. Like ha- your voice sucks. Have right. you ever what well, <laughs> have you ever gotten any bad criticism? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit. Like in particular, um have you watched that that Red Dead Redemption video with like me and Ethan? Where, like, uh, I never watched it. I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. So at the time when we recorded that, I thought it was pretty good because our commentary back and forth was fun and, and we were getting through the game and et cetera. Uh, but I remember this this one kid specifically at high school who had watched it when it, when it came out mm-hmm. and had, had basically told me to the effect that the, that the video was bad um, because we were clowning on the game. Oh. Which is like, you know, like, it's a fair point, right? And I'm not saying it, it's the type yeah. of shit where like I, you know, Never would, 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 uh, I understand it basically, Mm -hmm. but it was the type of thing where it was like, oh, people care a lot about the story to a lot of these games. And so there was a period of time, even on Duper Brothers specifically, where anytime like a a cutscene or like a story significance happened for one, the subtitles always had to be on. And for two, you couldn't talk during any of it. Right. Um, which was pretty common wisdom at the time. But I also think as a result, a lot of those let's plays are not as funny or as entertaining as they could be because they treat themselves like walkthroughs, you know? Oh, definitely. That's not, that's not what we were. Right. And it, and it really did make a lot of videos boring by comparison. 
Um, and that came a lot from people who gave advice like that, that, that we were clowning too hard at the, on the game or we weren't focusing too much on the story or they couldn't read the subtitles of it. And so like, it, you know, there was a lot of people like that. And, and some people still follow that, like that mindset, mm-hmm. especially a lot of old let's players who, who treat it more like you're just basically giving commentary as you play the game and nothing else. Um, but in current YouTube climate, like, it's pretty common knowledge now that like nowadays it's more about the the personality and making an entertaining video oh for sure leaving the gameplay on and relying solely on that because <laughs> that can get boring and unentertaining. Get very boring i mean there's there's people that do commentary tracks for movies and it's like they if they can do that i'm gonna give commentary track for a cutscene in a video game that ultimately is worst cinematically and and entertainment wise than most movies. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I just if there if if it was like that, and mm. I was in charge of editing them, I'd edit out any of those silent bits with just cutscenes. I just wouldn't put them in the video. Oh, that's fair. You know, and, and granted, like fair. you can make the rule and be like, oh, you can't talk during them. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll just cut it out of the video. <laughs> <laughs> just cut out the entire cutscene. Because it's it's literally wasted space yeah. and stuff like that. Even even for story narrative driven games, the the series that do well are the ones that react to set narrative in game. And if you're not allowed to do that, like your video's suffering. Yeah, you know? there's a reason a lot of the most popular Last of Us and Undertale let's plays are the are the people who reacted to set events that were happening on screen and didn't just be quiet through all of it <laughs> right like that's not fun you might that's as well fun. just play the game at that point for yourself i agree but that's a subjective one too right there I, I know i know people with that mindset um but it is the type of criticism that's like i know what my content is mm-hmm. and i know what i want it to be complaints like that that are more down to like how the video itself is structured and not necessarily a complaint with like the technical aspects of it. It's criticism that's like not helpful because I already know what type of video I'd like it to be, right? Right. So what what I gather from from most criticism that I think is is good criticism is if you're telling me that like there is something technically that I can do better with the with the video, whether that means like my audio's bad either get a new microphone or do something with the mixing or my video is garbage. Like either get a new capture card, get a new video, uh, you know, a new camera, figure out lighting, whatever. Right. Those kind of things help out a lot. Uh, where, where the subjective stuff comes in, a lot of what you talked about obviously are like, sure, you can give that criticism, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to take all of it. Right. Um, you know, things like pacing. If you tell me my pacing in a video isn't too good, then that that helps. I can like, okay, I can work around that. But then if you tell me that you don't like the way that my my show is structured, um, then that's, that's not helpful. To you. That's not helpful at all because I've been doing the show for hundred plus episodes and I got my structure down and I enjoy people, my structure. Right. Typically the people who leave those kind of comments anyway, are not coming back to watch the video. Exactly. Later. Right. So by them leaving that criticism there, 
if you do change it, like, let's say hypothetically to, like, conform to that criticism, they're mm-hmm. probably not even going to be around anymore. <laughs> you Definitely. Know? Definitely. So you're making it less fun for the, like, 90 other people who love the show and who watch it consistently. And you being a person who didn't like the show in the first place, leaving criticism like that is a dead giveaway that, like, this isn't the type of viewer that I even want on my on my stuff in the first place. Because I know where the criticism is coming from. You know? mm-hmm. Whereas I can tell a lot based on, like, wording and comments when a person comes up to me and is like, yo, I really love the video, but at 1340 in there, you said something that was just blatantly untrue. Like, I looked it up on, on the internet and, like, fact-checked it and you just, your research was off. Okay, cool. My mistake. That's good. Do better yeah. about that. Like, sure. You know? But when it when it's worded in such a way where it's like, this guy's a hack. Everything he wrote <laughs> is stupid. And even if they bring up the same part that's, like, poorly researched, I'm not taking that criticism because it came off on such a bad energy level to begin with. Mm-hmm. And even if you had good criticism in there, the likelihood of me accepting it is so low because you came off as hostile. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's that's like bad criticism 101 is if you're an asshole. Like, yeah, I'm not accepting anything. I'm so. probably not going to accept anything because it's even not... if you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, it's it's weird. Like, it's why I get frustrated at different review channels who are reviewing a, I'm going to say an anime sword art online. Somebody reviewing sword art online and like talking trash about the, the writer and like bringing his personal life into it and being like, you're a hack. You, you are awful. Like all that kind of stuff. Like that does not help that writer become a better writer. Mm-hmm. It does not help the the media that you're talking about become better in the process, right? Improve, yeah. Exactly. And so if you're watching YouTube and you think this person that you're watching is making content that I don't particularly care for, for whatever reason it is, whether it's an objective or a subjective quality, if you can be as polite as possible while still getting your point across... That's usually where the best criticism comes from. From people who mean well, you know? Exactly. From people who are legitimately watching this and see potential in it. Enough to where they want to leave a comment about it. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's good enough qualities there. Like, in, in, that, in that stretch, it's almost as nice as just having, like, people who love your shit. Because if they went out of their way to criticize something and were nice about it and took that much energy out of their day to do so... Chances are, like, it's probably good criticism. And oh, for not sure. Not always. Not always. Some people mean well and just say dumb shit. <laughs> and, like, you take that for what it is. But, like, if a random person took the time out of their day to see potential in a video you made, enough to leave a comment on how to improve it, and if the criticism isn't personally attacking you, then, like, you know what? It's probably good criticism. Or, or it's at least somebody who cares a lot about your content. Which is a high mark in general. Getting people to care is so hard on YouTube. That's the big somebody word. to care. You know? Exactly. And that's the big word there is like potential. Like I don't leave comments on channels unless I think it has potential. I don't leave like any kind of criticism or anything on smaller channels unless I think it has potential. Because otherwise, if I don't think it has potential, 
then I genuinely just don't care. And I'm just going to move on and look at something different. Right? Yeah. Leave the channel, you know? Yeah. Go watch something else. There's thousands of people, like millions of people out there. Yeah, it's okay. If you just don't like me because you don't like my face, like, that's cool, man. Like, just move on. There's a lot of creators like that, but I'm not leaving a comment on their channel to tell them about it, right? Like they can't, mm. they can't fix that. It's, it's who they are. It's it's what they talk about. Different vibes are for different people, and you don't have to appeal to everybody. You know, there's always there's room for everybody to have an audience of their own that like you and what you do specifically. Trying to like appease everyone because you got like some bad criticism from someone won't help you at all. And that's the other thing. Trying to please everyone means you're probably not going to please anyone. Even uh, yourself. Even yourself. Yep. Because the compromises are going to be made at some point. You're not going to be able to appeal to everybody that comes to your channel. And it's okay if people just don't like you like you or your stuff. Like That's just fine. It's, it's okay. You just got to move on and keep doing what you're doing. Because I know a lot of people... They've gotten bad criticism and even good criticism and just stopped making videos because it got to them. And that's right. that's the worst way to take anything on YouTube. Just stopping altogether. Like I'd rather I'd rather you get awful comments every video if if it if it meant that you were gonna continue to make videos, right? Like right. improve, right? And I'd rather you, like, just put out the same type of thing over and over again until you figure out, like, what needs to be changed. What you want. Right? We don't want people to quit. Right? That's not the goal. Exactly. That's not That's not how anybody should be wording their criticism with the intent to get somebody to stop making stuff in general. You know? Even if it's awful. Right? The goal should Even not be, I need awful. to get these people to stop. It should be, I need to try and help these people with what they do. I agree be given right like if it's very clearly obvious that it's a, it's a it's a fix that's like easy to implement and doesn't take a whole lot of time out of your day just let them know hey hypercam 2 watermark is easily fixable <laughs> you know like yeah hey, yeah i noticed the audio was a little rough here do this like eq that take five seconds there you're done hey i noticed you put like 30 jpegs in, in your thumbnail Little thing called PGs. <laughs> They're transparent. You can put them on there. And wow. Look at what you learn. Because of that. They're right? so much better. Already. Easy stuff. Uh, I think where, where it gets tricky for me. Is we've very been clearly talking about. Like giving criticism to bad content. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how, it, that's how it sounds. Right, right, right. For sure. How do, you, how do you go about, in your opinion. Giving criticism to good or great channels? Because... <laughs> Neither of us really believe that they're that you reach the peak of quality, right? No, for sure. There's always that you're room somehow to perfect at some point is never gonna happen. So by that logic, everybody, no matter how small or how big, can potentially have some form of criticism that can make their channel better. But the amount of criticism definitely depends on the on the content itself and how good it is. Like how do you go about critiquing good or even great content? I think the the biggest piece of the biggest piece of advice that I usually give like good or great content is more of a along the lines of like just keep doing what you're doing 
because usually for people that have good or great content, they kind of understand what they need to work on and kind of, you know, have that inner drive of continuing to improve. Not everybody, but I'd say I'd say the the upper echelon of content on YouTube, right? I feel like those creators usually understand the creative process to the point where they're they're always willing to improve and are always looking to improve. Because I, I what what we can probably get into at some point in this episode is uh how our biggest critics are usually ourselves. Yeah. Sure. Um so so I like to give like words of encouragement and like just keep doing it, keep putting out uploads, put out more, those kind of things. Those are kind of my biggest pieces of criticism and uh advice to to good and great content. But other than that, like the minutia of things, it comes down to if the the creator is in the you know has the ability to change little things here or there that can be improved like it's it's difficult right because usually Mm -hmm. it it, it's hard to see like what exactly needs to be improved um in in some in a channel that's good or great Mm -hmm. what do you think i think this is an area where me and you maybe slightly differ Mm -hmm. and simply because of like where i come at it from um I know especially for for people in our own group, I always kind of at least pride myself in trying to be constructive with every upload, if people want to hear it. For sure. If you don't want to hear it, I'll shut up, right? Great. That's fair. That's fair. Love it. Love it to death. Continue to put out more. But if if you care to hear it, if you come up and ask me, hey, I want constructive criticism, and their content good... No matter how long it takes, I'm always willing to put in the effort to be like, all right, let me find one thing. Right. <laughs> right and right. it's typically not many things or even a, a thing that's detrimental or that could ruin their channel. It's usually like, hey, at this point, the pacing kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Hey, at this point, that transition kind of looked a little glitchy. Hey, at this point, I could tell that you were trying to edit the audio and at this particular point, it looked like you cut midway through the sentence. <laughs> and while that won't be an issue to 99% of people, because I edit video, I'm able to point it out. And that's a thing you can improve on, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or, or, or like audio levels, mixing, effect type stuff, the speed. Um, I know Patient for years got on to me about like having transitions or text on the screen with nothing on them but then being like longer than five or so seconds she hated that hated that that makes sense yeah and she was right like typically it only takes about one or two seconds for any viewer to read something like that on screen and if it goes on for too much longer then it cuts into the flow of the video Mm -hmm. so like nowadays i usually just don't do those transitions anymore but if i were going to keeping them roughly around three seconds or so is a better sweet spot than having them be five to 10 seconds. And that's a thing where it's like, okay, did me getting rid of those transitions really improve my like grandstanding and YouTube content? Did it lead me on the track to making 10 out of 10 videos? No, but it was that minute little change that made these videos more bearable to people who watched them, potentially got more people to enjoy them and bettered my craft, even if it wasn't a 1% kind of way. And I really, really love that shit. 
Definitely. Uh, because when I when I'm a small YouTuber and I don't have a whole lot of metrics or success to go off of, it becomes crucial that the people who do watch my shit like my shit and love it. And if there's any like little thing that they don't flat out love about a video or they're not talking about, that's a sign to me that like I need to improve my shit in order to potentially if more people stop by, they'll enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost using my audience as a bit of like a guinea pig, like test subject type shit, asking them questions, getting their feedback. And if it is something that I can actually implement, I'm usually very quick about it to uh, doing that. Even if it's stupid shit like descriptions or thumbnails, like, you know, if yeah. it's that 1%, I'm on it. And so I think for like people like Jay and Parker and people in our friend group who do ask for that sort of shit, even though their content is good and even sometimes great, I'll go out of my way to find the one thing if that's really what they want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think we do differ in that. And that's not a bad thing at all. I, I'd say that, uh, especially with, with us two kind of being the, the two, you know, we put out the most content in our, in our group. And I feel like in, in a lot of the ways we're kind of the leaders in our group in terms of content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like we kind of balance each other in the in those aspects. You you go into the nitpicky and like very specific pieces of criticism and I try to like, you know, give that encouragement, like, dude, just put out more, put out more. You know? <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, 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 a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um <laughs> but, but like, because it's like well go ahead and what were you gonna say? I think even for me and you specifically, we take it to a whole nother level where mm. it's like, uh, I know you, right? When you ask me criticism about a video or something, you know, I'm straight up just going to tell you and that you're not for looking sure. for encouragement from me because you know, I like your stuff regardless, right? Yeah, definitely. But you don't come to me for that encouragement. Hey, great video. Keep it up. Make more. And yeah. I reverse. Don't like ask that of you, right? Like if I ask you to give criticism you're usually pretty good about like just telling me straight up what the issues are yeah. but not for other people right it, me and you are a bit different in how we approach our own content than we are to like let's say other people in the group and i think that's what it comes down to like it, it comes down to like experience and and kind of mindset right around for the right people right <laughs> definitely definitely because if i'm giving advice to let's just say hypothetically I had the opportunity to have a meeting with PewDiePie tomorrow and PewDiePie wanted my 100% like criticism, constructive criticism on his content. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it because that's not what he would need. He's got a hundred million people telling him that his shit is good. Like it would, it would be like, and he's, he's not going to quit. He's not going to quit anytime soon. I can easily. Your advice isn't going to get him to stop, right? He'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. But if I'm looking at somebody who's got like 300 subs and I like completely tear into their content and I'm like, this needs to be changed. This could be changed. Blah, 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 blah. Like there is a big possibility for this person who's not making a living off of their content, who doesn't, um, you know, who, who needs more of these words of encouragement. Like there's a bigger possibility for them to quit. And so I think that's kind of, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be an asshole first and foremost, Absolutely. Um, but I also don't want to discourage anybody because I've seen what discouragement looks like uh, firsthand 
in, in a lot of different kind of creative fields and it sucks. It really, it really is awful to see somebody that you look up to and you think is like good creatively just decide to quit because too many people wasn't giving them enough encouragement or was tearing, you know, tearing a hole into them a little bit too much Mm -hmm. when all they really needed was a little bit more encouragement and they could just continue doing what they're doing and they would get to, you know, great one day. A lot of, a lot of like well-driven people, I think improve naturally, you know, regardless of the criticism, if it's there or not, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll improve naturally by doing it. And so for them, it's more of a matter of like, knowing that other people care about it to keep them going to stay on that drive and stay on that path to just put out a bunch of shit and improve through doing that. Definitely. Um, I definitely think like me and you are a bit more on another level as being like fairly okay with whatever hits the fan. I'm cool with whatever at this point, right? Like, (laughs) right. Like I've had enough people tell me that I suck or they hate me or like, we're fine. Like it's cool. I'm not quitting anytime soon. As many jokes I've made about quitting YouTube, like I'm clearly am not going to be quitting anytime in the near future. And if I do quit, like it's not going to be because somebody told me that I needed to change up something in a video. If if you were able to make like a well structured like takedown video on Blue Catch Productions and everything you don't like about it, I'm probably agreeing with you. <laughs> That's how I feel about my shit. I'm probably right? like, you know what? You spent this damn long <laughs> on this video. You probably right. You know? You're right. And that'll affect me. I'll go right back to just posting that shit and probably taking some of that advice, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It depends. Is it like a drama video or something? Or are you legitimately coming at it from a good place? Like context matters hugely here. Definitely. Um, knowing the people who are giving the criticism. Having a community of people that'll even give you criticism in the first place is hard. Oh, you yeah, know, like definitely. Legitimately asking your online friends or, or family members or friends legitimate feedback is almost next to impossible because they care too much about you to really tell you any of that straight up. Um, and so what that meant for me was like, number one, finding that community of people. And uh, number two, like being up front and being like, yo, I, I really do need actual straight up criticism and not just affirmation and get mm. affirmation from anywhere, you know, but I Definitely. can only get criticism from the people who like my shit and sometimes it's hard to to get any of that from people who just legitimately like you and don't want to put you on their bad side, you know, who don't want to sever a relationship. Basically, they're trying to like save face on that aspect. Right. So I would no, encourage shit on me, dude. I don't, you know, like yeah, yeah, please. yeah. please. But not everybody is, and so you got to be aware of that, right? Who the who the type of person you're talking to is, and what they legitimately mean by give me criticism is different for everybody. Right. I would encourage anybody that is wanting to, you know, up your craft, like obviously try to open yourself up to more constructive criticism and do so in a way where you can have somebody in your close circle, ask them, say, look, pretend like you don't know me and give me like advice that you think would help me. And that way you're getting it from somebody you trust. You're getting it from somebody who appreciates you and you know is not going to let you down mm-hmm. because that will start opening you up to more to more criticism in the long run. I think so. Uh, but I think equally, you probably 
I, I would even argue like try to find ways to where you can put your stuff out in maybe bigger forums of people of a bunch of people you don't know that have no connection to you and see what they say as well because like you might get some really bad comments from that too uh but like these people don't matter because you don't know them right so it's not going to personally affect you if one of them leaves a negative comment on it right because you don't Mm. know them right no big deal you move on and chances are Putting a bigger sample size out there means you're going to get more diverse opinions than just asking the same one or two people who very clearly have biases and the type of content they like. Definitely. I'm I'm very good at giving a specific type of advice. I'm not so good at giving like advice in terms of like um, image manipulation stuff. Like That's I'm fair. better at thumbnail stuff for sure. And Jay will ask a lot of the time. Um but I'm not nearly as confident in my advice to that as I am about recording an on-camera presence. Mm-hmm. That's the type of shit I can know immediately, whether it's good or not. Where thumbnails, it's like, all right, I got to keep in mind this person's style. I got to keep in mind the aesthetic they're looking for. And I got to keep in mind that even if it doesn't personally jump out to me, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the blatant or, or maybe obvious mistakes. Like, oh, hey, I get the style, but you probably didn't intend for the text to cover up this homie's face. Right. I'm going to let you know. You know? But there's different levels to it where there's some stuff I feel more comfortable giving criticism on than than others. Uh, Because I know my own weaknesses and my own skill set. Like, I wouldn't dare criticize somebody's script because I don't, you know, I don't write my own a lot of the time. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what a good script would be if it hit me in the head. Like, (laughs) Like, I'm not the person to ask. Right. When it comes to writing for videos. Um, but I have my own strengths as well that, that are better. So, like, that's that's what I think is special about getting a large variety of people, like Zach said, in a bigger forum. Because you have people who are talented and all these sorts of things, and different viewpoints are very helpful. Um, to getting different takes and new opinions on stuff. I uh, There's a website <laughs> that I used to use, and it's still up, and I, I could still use it again in the future. Uh, called unopinion.com and it allows you to upload a video or share a video of yours ask for feedback and then you give feedback to other videos that pop up um interesting basically you get as much feedback as you give to other people there's like these credits that you have to get um and i like i got some interesting feedback for the three videos that i had put out on there uh like my final destination recap was one of the videos I put on here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know yeah, and so like I got like, uh, wow, this video brings back memories. I know how difficult voiceovers can be, but this was so, but, but this was a little long. Try cutting everything down to the very, very best clips and making the video around ten minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's that's You're right. You absolutely right. Uh, really good editing. Since you don't have more views stick with it i would cut this down to like seven or eight minutes so more people stick around to watch it all uh yeah but like no there's like a lot of good a lot of good stuff here like very unbiased opinions and when you ask for feedback you can ask very like specific questions to the people be like what do you think about my script what do you think about this what do you think about that and if they don't have an opinion on it or they don't want to give an opinion on it they can just skip that video in the in the queue um, and move on to a different video. But um, it's a, it's a cool little website, I think. No, I think that's awesome. 
be sure to leave a link to that in the in the episode. Definitely. For people to go check that out and let us know your thoughts on it. I haven't used it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does sound cool. Yeah. Which is, which is great. I think, like, the first thing about, like, criticism is that, like, if you're asking for it, you've mm-hmm. already kind of accepted the basic fact that typically we're very biased with our own work and what we make. Right? Definitely. Um, I think what a lot less people realize is that people who give said criticism also have their own very unique biases and the type of shit they like and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's to be expected, right? Like I think you're not so. gonna f- you're not gonna find the motherfucker who completely gives you the objective, like unbiased take on your video. Um, and that's that's where the importance of having multiples are, is you can kind of form a picture of what a lot of people are saying and focus on that, rather than the kind of just sporadic things that only get brought up like once or twice. Right. But no, like you know, like. You're a YouTuber. Chances are you've reviewed a piece of media before. Uh, and you, if you've made videos critiquing media, like, you know a lot about, like, the process of, of doing that, of looking into said media, of maybe researching it, figuring out what your opinions are and why you feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same is true for, I think, YouTube criticism as well as, like, watching the video, understanding why you feel the way you do and uh, what type of criticism you should leave, if any. Right, because sometimes you watch a video and criticism is not needed. Nope. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, and that's okay. That's cool. There's allowed to be, like, fine videos, right? Mm Mm-hmm. There's allowed to be okay videos, even, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If people aren't looking for for the feedback and they just want to put out okay content... You be my guest. Go right ahead. I, I won't be the guy to raise a finger and be like, "Well, here's what you could do," because that's annoying. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy to ruin someone's vibe if they're not looking for it. Um, but that being said, with our community, there are definitely a lot of people who. I mean, this whole podcast basically is criticism in one form or another. Oh, definitely. Right? We're giving advice and criticism to a lot of people, some of whom are probably way more skilled and have way more experience under their belt than we do. But that's why we always preface that, like, a lot of the advice we give is subjective into our own experiences and that we might have biases other people don't, you know? Exactly. So it's hard to say a lot of the time. And I will say, like, like, if you're the type of person that doesn't want feedback, but you're uploading to YouTube, then you're lying. You do want feedback. (laughs) Yeah. You want something. You want you want gratification. You want views. You want subs. You want something. Because as many people who say, I just do this for fun. I don't care about like what people say about my stuff. Like you do care because you're uploading to YouTube. At least a little bit. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to care about those things. I care about what people think about my shit. Because I put so much work into it. Um but I, I say that because if you receive unwanted criticism, uh, then and and you don't feel like you you want it at all, you feel like you're like I just do this just for fun, then fine, ignore it. If you're being harassed, right? Like if you're being harassed, then just report the comment, delete it, move on. Yeah. If it's if it's something like you could fix this thing about your video and you don't care. And you're just doing it for fun and you really just don't care, then just ignore the comment. 
But if there's I, just that little bit about you, it's just like, man, I do want to make sure my content's good. Then listen to it. Listen do to it. it. Yeah. I think even even in the case where like you're not looking for feedback and someone took the time of day to leave a comment, just say thank you and move on. Definitely, definitely. I think it. I think at least thanking the person for putting the effort in, even if you're, you're you yourself are not going to use it, is the is the charitable thing to do. Hmm. It's just to say thank you, I appreciate it, and move on. At least, if at least, at least if it's good, right? Like, right. Bad criticism. I know we haven't talked about it like a ton, but the type of shit that like we're referring to is like shit that you can't change about yourself format shit um in particular i've talked multiple times about youtubers who just have a particular voice about them yeah and they get harassed about their voice and they can't change that at all um and i don't think like if it's a turnoff to some people it's a turnoff definitely but but it goes back to that like you're not going to be able to appease everybody so trying to change things about yourself uh, can be harmful in the sense that like enough harassment enough bullying can lead a lot of people to like not really have confidence in what they put out and then stop uploading or change themselves so drastically in the pursuit of, of some sort of youtube success that it's not even worth it by the end of it right when they do get it because they're not the same anymore you know like ultimately what makes your video good is does come down to a lot of a lot of nitty-gritty technical stuff but the most important thing and the thing that helps you stand out is you and and any and, and a lot of criticism directed toward like you personally, typically isn't helpful. No, not at all. Unless it's the type of thing where like you have a weird behavior where you just scream at everything. In, in which case, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe maybe don't, maybe, do maybe don't maybe don't do that. Take that criticism. Yeah. You know? If you're just if you slam a slam a, a wall every episode and somebody comment, hey, you know maybe. <laughs> Don't be so damn angry all the time. <laughs> That's not necessarily YouTube criticism, but it is. The, it is just good life bad. advice, right? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe you know, don't be slamming walls half the time and shit. Uh, I know you had brought it up earlier too, and I guess now'd be a good segue into it. Of like, we talk about criticism from other people, but the biggest source of criticism is from us, and how we're always our toughest critic. Mm-hmm. Um. How, what's your experience been like with that? Um, I tend to uh, what's just the hate myself sometimes. Um, That's sad, bro. Like, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't actually hate myself. I I do overly criticize everything that I do all the time, and I've done it ever since I was a kid. And I think that some of that is good. Because it has pushed me to be better at the things that I do. But there is a certain point where you start to overthink way too much. And you're not, you know, you're overthinking and criticizing yourself more than you're actually putting in the work, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be uh, a big detriment to, to to your content. And it has been a detriment to mine in the past. We talked about it in the first episode, this like idea of like trying to be a perfectionist with everything you do mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, before definitely. you upload your first video, right? Like work eight years on it and try to perfect it to the point where you, you know, get it out and how that's a big waste of time. Right. Because your first video is always going to be bad. Uh, but I think the same principle applies to a lot of people who are like 300 videos in or a thousand videos in who are so nitpicky and OCD about their own stuff to the point where like it actively does make the creation process less fun. Yeah, um, I can. 
and tedious and, and sad a lot of the times as well. Like, I could have made about a, a thousand more videos than what I currently <laughs> have now if I didn't listen to that voice in my head that, that, that thought that something I did at one point in time was bad, right? Right. I could have put out way more stuff had I not listened to that voice. Uh, would it have been good? Who knows? But that's that's not the point, right? Like, the the important thing, at least for a lot of channels in small size, is just to put out things and to gradually improve. And chances are, I would have improved naturally, and I wouldn't have had to take a one-month hiatus because I, I wasn't feeling good about the type of shit I was putting out. Right. Um, and that's not to say, like, don't have a drive and, and don't improve, but uh, YouTubers especially, and I've, I've heard it from a lot of people, and I think it's a big cause of burnout, too. Uh, come from the come from the aspect of being such perfectionist in everything they do and even when they put out a lot they just get miserable at it because they're constantly critiquing themselves to the point of exhaustion oh definitely it's 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 a big and small youtuber problem it's uh i mean good content bad content i feel like a lot of people weigh themselves down because Oh, I'm not doing as good as I could be. Oh, I'm not putting out as much as I could. Uh, you know, anything like that. And it, it doesn't even like start and end with YouTube. Like it really just continues in all, you know, facets of life. Mm -hmm. um, but I know like for me personally, it's, I know that I have put out so much content over the years and I know that I've continued to grow and evolve and like better myself. But then I'd be wondering, like, why have I been doing it for this long and still not gotten, like, you know, quote unquote successful? And, like, that can get to you sometimes. And most of the time, I'm good. Don't be thinking about it. But every once in a while, I'm like, well, is my content even good? Like, absolutely. You know? And I'm and only course, saying mixing this. that with, like, depression and anxiety that uh -huh. we both have, at least some form of. Yeah. Uh, that didn't help either, you know. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It's it's wild. It's wild. And by the way, I just realized um, by the time this episode comes out, it will be my ninth year on YouTube. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, and this episode will go out on the anniversary of my ninth year of YouTube. That's epic. Hype. Cool. Congrats. Thanks, bro. It's freaking epic. Yeah. Um, I think, I think for me though, it's, it's especially hard in the sense that like a lot, a lot of the fun that I get out of YouTube is, is very much in the creation process and making the videos and, and getting the, the comments and seeing people enjoy that. That's one part of it, mm -hmm. but I also have a huge, maybe even bigger part of my brain that gets satisfaction, not out of the videos themselves, but out of the improvements. Oh, same. Um, and that leads to a point where any time a video is just okay or it's just fine or fun or just, you know, I just wanted to upload. Uh, I, I, I go way too hard on myself of like trying to make sure every video is a fucking masterpiece <laughs> that I'm very, yeah. I'm very critical at the one or two, maybe like nitpick non-issues in videos. Uh, and that ruins my impression of them, you know, like there's certain episodes of 30 for 30. There's certain episodes of Blue Catch Productions, Midnight Vlogs, Let's Plays that I honestly just have a bad feeling about watching them, even if the video was good, 
because I know in the back of my head what the major issue of it was. And for most people, it wasn't an issue at all. Yeah. No, I get you. It, it's, it's like, I, you can't do both on YouTube. You can't upload constantly and improve constantly at the same time on YouTube. It's absolutely impossible. Like, you're either going to put out a video every once in a while and each video is going to continuously get better or you're just going to have like a bunch of okay videos in between like big improvements Mm -hmm. and it's being okay with that is probably the biggest frustration on this platform i think so an underrated one at least i i think so yeah It, it got to the point where a lot of my filler videos were just unlisted and the videos right. that I actually still liked are those big improvements, and that's mm-hmm. what I have up. Uh, but because I did that, I somehow like fooled myself into the idea, well, okay, from now on, every video is going to be that massive improvement, and there's already episodes of 30 for 30 that I know aren't that massive improvement. Right. Um, but people still like them and enjoy them, and I still find parts that are good about them. Uh, heck, even today. And I didn't mention in the Your Week on YouTube segment, but at the time of filming this, I put out a Claire de Lune video uh, that takes the mashup of the song and, and, and mirrors it with Ocarina of Time gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's basically a fancy way of just saying I made an AMV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to use that word because it has negative comp- uh, connotations. Uh, <laughs> but I basically had made this like Ocarina of Time AMV with Claire de Lune, right? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been the video that like I would have normally put out because there's really like... Oh, this isn't that big of a improvement from 30 for 30 or the shit I've done before in the grand history of every video I put out on blue catch productions. This will not be a video that's like in my top 10. Right. Um, for but sure. being okay with just putting it out with a copyright claim, even like, uh, not that it impacts the, the, the viewership, but it, it, it won't be monetized basically is what I'm getting at. Right. Um, and being okay with it because I had fun legitimately making it and I want to share it with people. Like, sometimes that outweighs any of the, the negative frustrations I have with videos like that when when I just want to share something with, with people, no matter if it's amazing or just okay. And allowing myself to put out just okay videos all the time makes those masterpieces far more satisfying when they do come. It does. It does. And I, I try to try to remember this myself. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, uh, going back to daily in June. Because it's been a while since I've done that. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, will I be okay with it, right? Mm. Um, but I'm going to have to be. Because if I didn't, like, we're, we're, we're at the point where both you and I are fairly competent creators, I feel like. Mm. And we can, you know, we, we, we do a lot of pretty good stuff that obviously like we, we know we can improve on, but we're not at the top 1% yet. Like by any means of the, by any stretch of the Top 50%, sure. Which, but what this means is we're still at the point where like, we need to be grinding all the time to continuously get our stuff better. Now, if we get to the point where we're like a John Tron or like, He's really the only YouTuber I can think of right now that makes sense for this. <laughs> Where like every video is a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then it's okay to spend a shit ton of time in between each video because there's there's a clear reason why each of those videos continue to get better are masterpieces in their own right because they take so much time and effort to make. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this makes sense. I think so. They It's just a balance because like for people our size to take the time out of the day to make a masterpiece almost at the same time guarantees that you're not putting anything out for one to two weeks Mm -hmm. at Um, the minimum. Right. Which is a death sentence because when said masterpiece comes out, the, the odds of it being recommended are low because you hadn't put anything out in such a long time that like, what's to say people are even going to watch it in the first place. You have to be like consistent above all else. And that just means that some videos are going to come out that aren't going to be fucking magnum opuses. Uh, But it also means, too, to the people who leave comments of being like, yeah, this wasn't one of your best 30 for 30s, or yeah, this video had an issue. I know. I knew (laughs) when I recorded it. I knew when I edited it. I knew when I uploaded it. I knew when I put the thumbnail on, the tags, and I knew when you were going to leave the comment. I know. I am beyond well aware that some <laughs> that videos that I put out aren't the best thing I could make. Um, and that's not to say don't leave criticism. I just spent like a whole 30 minutes talking about why I want people to do it more, especially Definitely. with my own stuff. Uh, seriously, I'm looking for that. Um, but like at the same time, I, I know a lot, a lot of, a lot of it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm so fucking hard on myself with the, with the type of shit I put out. You know, like I'm, I'm three levels ahead on the criticism than you are. <laughs> well, we watch uh, some of our videos together a lot of the times and it is very difficult for me not to be like, oh, this part of the video I messed up. Oh, there's this error here. Like literally just saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I used to do that. Uh, I remember having like band concerts uh, in middle school even and, and my mom would be like, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, yeah, but I messed up in my solo. So it was kind of not good. <laughs> it was all for nothing. It was ruined. Uh, but no, you're right. It's like as much as like we need and we love that criticism, uh, a lot of the times, like when you get to the point of doing it as long as we have it, it's just like, yeah, I get it. I know. I Most of it. Not all of it. Most of it, yeah. But again, like, still leave the criticism. Don't take this as a stop leaving criticism on our videos because I'll take, I'll take a thousand obvious critiques if one of them is going to be the, the type of next level shit that I might need. Exactly. Leave them. But still, like, a lot of the time I'll get it and it'll be like, okay. You know what You know what I hate? You know what I hate more than anything? What? The the fucking, the, a comment or, or, or critique or response that's just like, yeah, it was fine. Oh. Yeah, that would that would oh. dishearten me. Oh. It was just fine. And that's yeah. it. You never know why. We never know what fine to them means. If fine means good. If fine means okay. If fine means mostly good but had an error. If fine means amazing. We'll never know. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's so ambiguous. <laughs> it says nothing about the video that I actually made. That I would have rather if you told me to go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, honestly, though. Or just, like, not leave a fucking comment. Because then I comment. know. Because then I know. Oh, you hate it. Great. Right. Awesome. It's fine tells me nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 
even if it's good can sometimes get in that same boat too but i at least know it's good comes from a place of like okay they like it's good as positive it's positive it's fine means nothing it's fine sounds like my girlfriend bitching about being fine when she clearly is not fine the word fine is negative i don't care what anybody says (laughs) there's a little undertone in there that's like what do you mean by fine like what 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 about it is not not great you know yeah and the more you prod that person the more they're just like it's fine leave me alone that don't help me it's making me matter makes me upset more and more but not you're right you're right i hate that i could have a whole podcast about how not to leave criticism the type of shit i hate I have so many of those nitpick shit. The very little nitpick it's, shit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could go off on that. But It's Fine's the worst one by far. That's, I don't like that's it the when, stuff I hate. I don't like it when people tell me I'm fat. It's like, look, dude, I know. I'm well aware of the thickness present. <laughs> so I had Taco Bell last week. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we think about this stuff a lot. I feel like most people who are who are improving and are trying to get better are legitimately thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so it gets it gets hard to legitimately find criticism that comes from a a more insightful place. Sometimes, yeah, we've already thought of everything. You know, it's uh, most things. It's hard. It's like it's like when you're in a college setting and you're critiquing people who are already kind of like at the top of their game. It's like, clearly they're, they're going to college because they want to learn more about this particular topic, um, at a very, you know, high level, but, but fuck, is it not like every little thing you're going to tell them is wrong? It's so nitpicky. It doesn't even actually matter in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going to, going to graduate school for music. It's like, cool. Thanks for telling me that like, my one note out of this three hundred thousand piece solo was was flat. Cool. Epic. Pretty I knew it was flat as I was playing it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. This this wasn't this wasn't that wasn't helpful at all. Like, you know, like Yeah. Is the criticism you're leaving actually gonna help? Right? Think about that when when you're writing criticism or letting people know. Um just ask yourself some some basic questions. Like number one what am I coming at this from? What's the context behind it? Why are you leaving the comment? Number two, is it is it harassful drama? Is it is it bigoted? Is it just straight up personal insults? If so, don't write it. Number three, is this actual piece of criticism going to help the person or is it better off that I don't leave it? And number four, is said criticism actually impactful? Does it matter? Is it a critique that 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 will help? Is it true? Are you lying? Like, there's a lot of questions <laughs> you could th- you could think about here when you when you're putting forth uh, it, whether or not you should leave criticism. Um, and most people don't think through it at all a lot of the time. But like, it, they're important questions to ask. I think definitely. Um, and it, it's something that a lot more people could could go to do for sure. Uh, I, I, I guess. So. A, a question I have for you is like, we've kind of talked about like critiquing other people and other YouTubers, but like in terms of having criticism in a video, when you make a video that's critiquing a video game or a movie 
or something, or even a YouTube video, because you've you've done YouTube related your everyday nerds. True. Uh, has your like critiquing process, your criticism process, like, has it changed as you've done your everyday nerd? Do you like where it's at now? You think you could be better? Like, where where are you at on that? It's constantly changing. Constantly, even down to like letterbox reviews on movies. Like, those have constantly changed. Because uh, the more time you spend thinking about, analyzing, critiquing something, uh, the more you learn about that media or that medium. Uh, and the more, like, great things and awful things start to sneak out to you more and become more apparent. Um, so it's, yeah, it's constantly, like, evolving. Like, honestly, I could probably re-review certain things and have like brand new I could too um, for sure you know shit to say about it mm-hmm. I made I made a Breath of the Wild video a couple of years ago that people in this discord do not particularly like I'm one of them <laughs> hey and it is because I say that the, uh, the the open world is mediocre and um, do I disagree with that currently I don't know because I need to replay the game and have like new opinions on it, and that's that's my thing. I, I'm I'm always when it comes to like critiquing things, I'm always thinking like, okay, what are my thoughts on it now? Because sure, I I watched the movie two years ago, I re- played the game five years ago, but I'm sure I have different, more nuanced opinions on it now. Absolutely, not all the time I, though. Sometimes I'm like, you know. You want to talk about interesting oh. criticism on on said Breath of the Wild video? Aiden left a two page essay about the damn game. Every <laughs> point Zach had, yeah, and my and my particular thoughts on him. Is, is that necessarily criticism that helped Zach in the video? No, not really. Uh, but I wrote it because I was genuinely interested in the subject, and I just figured, hey, I wrote all this shit. I might as well put it in a public place. Definitely. That was more of a that was more of a for me thing than a necessarily for Zach thing specifically because i was just really interested in the subject matter um but it comes from a place of caring about the topic in the video that i you know did that yeah, yeah even yeah. though it doesn't necessarily help you in particular with the breath of the wild video going forward <laughs> i mean it do, it does help though it not only does it help in terms of like creating you know continuing the conversation that i started with the video but also in the 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 kind of way that um, like looking back on that video, watching it very recently, actually, I realized maybe I was a little stupid head, like, and, and like thinking about yours and Jay's criticism of my video, like it, it does help and it does help me like go forward to like maybe think a little bit harder about some of my thoughts or at least have better reasons for some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like other parts of the video, like I still do agree with. So it's not all one hundred percent awful. It's still worth making, you know? right? Right. Started the convo in the first place. Brought exactly. the discussion up, and you know, got people discussing. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, a lot of the time of like, as much as I've talked about games now, like number one, the question comes up of like, how can I talk about this game in an interesting way? Mm-hmm. Um. And so usually my go-to answer behind that is a question or a subject matter that, like, uh, 
Golden Axe 2 review for 30 for 30 is technically the video is about Golden Axe 2. Right. But the lead-in to, to talking about the game is my opinions on sequels. That's what the video is, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the subtext of it is, is I'm using Golden Axe 2 to talk about my opinions on sequels. So even if you don't care about Golden Axe 2, there's another element to it where it like has something involved. The Sonic one is like, okay, yeah, it helped me reviewing Sonic. <laughs> but it also comes at it from the angle of, here's literally how Sonic came to be and why that's almost more important than the game itself. Right. You know? Because that's the element I had to take into it to make it interesting to where it wasn't just Aiden opinion on Sonic. Zach opinion on Breath of the Wild. Aiden opinion on Naruto. Like, to me, there has to be another element of it. A reason, a second reason to talk about said thing to make it interesting for people viewing it at home who may not care about the subject matter but mm-hmm. are interested in the hypothetical or the angle I'm taking a look at it from. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. So that's one thing. The other thing I look for a lot of the time is like analyzing my own critiques and, and asking if they're hollow. You know? Okay, and you yeah. said the stage layout bad. Why? Oh, because it's a fucking maze. Great. That's yeah, what I like, need to know. What does that mean? Right. Saying saying things generically like the controls are good doesn't help people know why that's the case. So like making sure whether you like something or dislike that has reasons behind that and they're clearly stated in the video and you elaborate on them, that's important. <laughs> now you don't want your video to be 40 minutes. You don't have to elaborate about every point you make. Sometimes you just got to say something out there and that's all it is. Uh... But for, like, key things, you know, if you're going to say Ocarina of Time, a stinky game, you got to give me some reasons, you know? Especially when you're coming at it from the minority opinion, you have to prove yourself a lot harder than people who just say Ocarina of Time good. This you is know? true. You have this to put in way true. more work to, to, like, clown on a game that people love than to just clown on fucking Bubsy 3D. <laughs> yeah. And critiquing, again, just in general, even with, like, YouTube videos, it's saying something good, saying something is bad, like, that just doesn't help. It doesn't help the creator. It doesn't help the other viewers that are watching the videos. Um, It's just saying, like, a thing that, like, okay, cool. What makes it good? What makes it bad? Like, that kind of stuff really helps. Mm-hmm. In, in all forms of criticism and uh, I, w- I want it to be clear like with almost every video that I do that like this is my personal take on said thing mm-hmm. um, I very much come at it from the angle that like all art is subjective and even though I'm going to try sure. to like critique and say bad things about it it comes from my own personal bias and viewpoint about video games right Right. Um, and so I also try to make that very clear when I talk about games that I don't like or really do like, what specifically about those things appeal to me. And that helps a lot of the time in, in finding the why, you know? Right. And chances are, if I can't, I shouldn't be talking about the game in the first place. I have nothing to say. Don't make a video about it. I know? agree. Yeah. I can't come at it from an interesting perspective. Okay. Shelf it for later. You know? So, oh, yeah. I've, I've put media that i've watched or played or something like on the shelf and just been like all right cool i have nothing 
interesting to say about this. Like, I cannot make a video about this and just moved on with my life. I made a whole 30 for 30 about Alien Storm being so uninteresting. <laughs> that was the angle I took it at from, the why. Yeah. What makes the game so boring and uninteresting that you have nothing to say about it? And that's like, that's kind of a cop out. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, But the yeah. point being is that like the Alien Storms of the world, if you really don't like them, you're better off just not talking about them. You can yeah. try to be clever like me and turn it into a thing, but you can't be making videos like that all the time, especially if you're talking about media. Uh, not every YouTuber is a, critis- a critic or a reviewer, but there are a lot of people out there and, you know, there's a lot of bad reviewers out there that are even popular that, that sometimes get to me with, with their yeah. critiques coming from a, a place of authority that they it's, do not have. It's unfortunate. The, the nitpickers of the world. Yeah. People who should be a little bit more grounded in, in realizing that it's their own opinion and yeah. make it clear, you know? Yeah. But it's objective. No. Yeah, I'm sure it is. No, it's not. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leaving critique, guys. I'm not clowning on high top films. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> <of his> content. <laughs> All right. Not just shitting on him. Even though he probably should be. Yeah, well, Whatever. He's doing well for himself. All right. Like he. He do be. He do be doing well. I'm just saying a little bit of criticism directed toward him might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Some you, people need making points. You know? Some people oh, need a lot more criticism. Absolutely. Especially if you're popular, like bro. A lot of no big excuse. A lot of big creators, like I'm sure they get a shit ton of bad criticism, but they could they could do with some good criticism here and there. Like absolutely. hands down, because they get comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And the blatant shit that should have been corrected in video one or two ends up sticking around to video 1000. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, we could have had a lot better stuff had someone like spoke up a little earlier, you know? Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. That's kind of sad. How that works out. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I think I'm good on the, the criticism topic. What do you think? Uh, I feel like we covered everything, how to give it, how to take it, receive it, critiquing in videos, critiquing ourselves, being open to shit. Obviously, there's a lot of like people have different opinions on it, and I'm sure you guys down in the in the comments, if you do disagree with us or agree with us, feel free to critique our critique of criticism, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an advice podcast, right? For sure. Like, we're definitely going to have some disagreements there, and that's fine. And I'm open to the discussion. Uh, but this was a topic we've been meaning to cover for a while, and I'm glad we finally we finally covered it because that is it is a big part of YouTube and, and social media as a whole. Yeah. I Epic, bro. You want to do some comments? How far back are we? We've only got two. You check. Yeah, all we've the only got two. We did? Yeah. One on episode 50 and one on episode 52. And I just sent them to you. Oh, shit. I'm going to check the email right quick, but I, I mean. <laughs> check the email. Save I doubt Zachary. there's anything there. But if you want to, hit us up on our email, anotheryTpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us questions, comments, topics. Topics. 
Don't forget topics, Zachary. Topics? I almost forgot forgot about it. Who? Yeah. Yeah. All all your feedback is nice. Even if you just want to say random dumb shit. We get a lot of that, too. You know what? That drives the engagement up. It's epic. I agree. Uh, so we have two comments here, um, one from Calfro and one from Patient. I'll start with the Calfro one. Okay. He yeah. left a he left a response, I guess, on episode fifty, because it's from two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Who says? He says, "Can you guys just do an episode where all you do is shout out random things that come to mind?" Uh, okay, Naruto. Um, Sasuke. Sabuza. Sakura. Kakashi. Konohamaru. Bow rounds. <laughs> Lipton green tea watermelon. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> mistakes. Taco Bell. More mistakes. <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the biggest of mistakes. All right, well, that's pretty good. Cool, yeah, I like that. Uh, imagine just an hour of that, though, where we just back and forth just yell things at each other. Would, would there be advice in there? Probably not, but it'd be an inter- interesting for a while. It'd be an interesting exper- experience and experiment. It'd probably have to be a your week on YouTube. Because 30 minutes is a lot more manageable for that type of concept. I think so, yeah. An hour of that would be miserable, I think. I would hate living. More than I already do. <laughs> but thank you for the cow- comment, Calfro. Yeah, thank you for the Calfro comment. Calfro comment, comment Calfro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have another comment from, from Leah slash slash patient that says, Ain't nobody controlled me, my Twitter, except me. I will continue to be chaotic. Bad bitch energy for sure. Absolute bad bitch energy. Speaking of uh, patience, Twitter. Do I we know our like... favorite games? Well, I mean, we do, but that hadn't, that hadn't been tweeted out recently. Unfortunately, you hate to see it. Patient, uh, know what to do. But, but I will say that um, there's been some wild and shit that she's been putting up lately. Very chaotic energy, one might argue. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of epic though. It, it do be kind of epic. It do be kind of epic. Also, yeah, I would say that it is very on brand for patient to come out with uh with tweets and statements that rub people the wrong way. That's all. <laughs> it would not be on brand for for me or Zach to do a similar thing. So in a way, patient just kind of proved our point from the branding episode altogether. So. Yeah. We're right, you're wrong. I would say so. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, she so said that got... she was a, she used to be a Meverse role player. Ooh. That was a tweet. And to be kind of yikes. And I'd say that's very in character for her. <laughs> you know, most Parker tweets oh. I, I see is, is him like responding to a uh, Jack's Films Yai tweet. It is. <laughs> it really is. And that also kind of on brand for Carrie and I. You know? Very, very in character for this dude. On brand for sure. 
But that was the point of of the comment about the Twitter thing is like, you know, whatever works for you works with you with you, but you got to be like consistent with that, right? Definitely. And so if your vibe is just random chaotic shit and people like it, then go for it. If it don't work for you and you're just making up shit, at that point it's like eh, you know, yeah. take it or leave it. It was mainly a thing where we were critiquing people who just, like, said really dumb combative shit for no reason. Yeah. And people who complained on Twitter, which Patient does not. A lot of, we we, we really got into complaining people on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Most of the people that I, I have a list on Twitter. I should have mentioned this in the episode. I, you can make customized lists of, like, very specific people. And uh, I have a list titled by homies or the homies. And it's just like the main people in the discord and the main like friend group that I want to see like everything they tweet. And mm-hmm. I, usually I don't necessarily want to see everything they tweet. Um, Cause like Danku's in there. I don't need to see everything he tweets, but he's in there. <laughs> um, but it's like, that that's what I do to like combat the, the nonsense that I don't want to see every day. It's it helpful. Helps. Yeah, definitely. Gives you the tools to cut out the bullshit. Exactly. And one could one could argue Twitter could do that more. You know. Yeah. There should be more things. I agree. Help do that. Because there's still a lot of whack shit on Twitter that can. Yeah. Easily go away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But hey, you know that's that's a whole yeah. different policing Twitter. That'll be for our Twitter one on one episode coming <laughs> soon. Don't. There you go. <laughs> figured it out that's the episode everybody don't <laughs> don't don't be on Twitter Do if you want our actual thing we did it in a 2020 content creation in 2020 episode we talked about Twitter we did this is true what to do there like everything on this podcast chances are we covered it in one form or another yeah and we're just redoing a topic or doing a different spin on said topic rehashing everything We've done 50 of these. Like, odds are we were eventually going to come to the point where we were just talking about shit again. Yeah. And so that's it. But no, we technically haven't done a Twitter 101 episode. So. True. Do be wild then. Uh, also, before we before we sign off here, uh, you particularly oh. in the DMs did, did some shit that uh, surprised me about the, about the podcast. Our... Episode 49, Let's Plays in 2020, your weekly <laughs> I forgot about this, yeah. Uh, is now our highest listened to episode with a total of 252. Is that listens or what is that? Uh, listens. I yeah. guess listens. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that that shocked me. That caught me off guard. Because that was it. the last episode before our break, I believe. Was it or was it the one we came back with? It was... I, I think it was when we came back with... April. It was in okay. April 14th. Okay, so yeah, we came back with that one, I think. Okay. Because content creation... No, that was March. Maybe not. I don't know. Either way, it shocked me to, to death that people really listened to that episode. And now it's our highest listened to. Uh, considering that the talking points really had less to do with, quote, Let's Plays in 2020 and more of Zach was just doing a Let's Play channel. It was just a Your Week on YouTube episode. Yeah, like, the, the whole title comes from Zach saying, oh, I'm doing Zach Plays, that's it. Yeah. There's your discussion about Let's Plays in 2020. <laughs> yeah. 
It was a great title, though, apparently. It fucking did well. Apparently. But it's just surprising that that's our most listened to episode we've ever had. You do, uh, you do hate to see it. What's our second? Do you know? I can check real quick. By the way, we do have not have any emails. No emails. Okay. Um, you know, you also hate to see that, but it's fine. Damn. To be expected, honestly. Oh. Oh, does Anchor want to work for me? Oh, that's the come up. Also, there was an error. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm logging into Anchor currently. So I'll Hell yeah. Very, very soon. Whoa. Okay, hold on a second. Um, we had a creative, we had like a big spike in views recently. Or listens. On the podcast platforms? Yeah. Um, so, Let's Plays in 2020 is still our most listened to at mm-hmm. 280. Oh, it went up. Uh, we also have 186 on episode 50. Hell yeah. And 229 on episode 51. Shit. And uh, episode 52 just came out two days ago as of recording this. It's at 77. So... You guys must really be popping off over there on all the podcast platforms. People are loving the podcast right now. That's epic. Thank you. Seriously, I'm humbled. really appreciate that shit. I was not expected. (laughs) I was not expecting that at all. Um, that's still, I'm sure that the 70 people listening to this are glad they got that shout out because you got to keep in mind from like our perspective in terms of growth of the podcast. I always look at the YouTube channel, which the past couple of episodes have gotten four to five views, right? Like in case you didn't know, I guess maybe people didn't know we have a YouTube channel, another YouTube podcast where all the episodes go up. Uh, so if you want a video version of the podcast, there it is. Yeah. Um, We're not on camera or anything. It's the same as the podcast, but. It's just on YouTube. Uh, so there's that. But also, like, because that's how I know about what people think about it, I don't get detailed anchor results. Zach usually uploads them, so he knows a lot of them. Right. Uh, so I don't just, I don't know half the time. But no, seriously, thank you to everybody from all the different podcast platforms who are listening to this now more than ever. Uh, it's really cool because it gives me, like, more motivation to continue to try to put out episodes. If Same. 70 of you motherfuckers are going to be there to watch it almost immediately. <laughs> it says it says we have, like, an audience of, like, over 150. So wow. that's, that's the estimated audience. So that's really dope. And, again, we weren't expecting it because, again, I don't check these analytics often either. And it's, it's really weird with podcasts where, like, with YouTube, usually you get to see those views pretty often, you kind of understand who your audience is. Uh, with with podcasts, it's almost like you're putting it out into a void a lot yeah. of the times. There's no comment uh, system, right? Oh, so. uh, yeah. Which is why we got that email. But, yeah. For you Epic. podcast people. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to Cow for Impatient who left a comment. And if you feel like leaving a comment, either on the YouTube channel or on the email, feel free to. We'll take topics, suggestions, and everything like that. I'll also pose the question to uh, anybody who wants to answer it. What is the best piece of criticism you have received? I'd love to read yeah. those responses. Because it, it it feels like all too often we very much highlight the bad. Like, I want to know, like, a piece of criticism somebody gave you that was like, wow, I'm so glad I got this. Thank you so much. And, like, shout those people out. Same. So. That'd be great. And even if you don't leave a comment, like think about it yourself with your own creative work. If you are creative and like 
Think about how that impacted you. Be epic. Yeah. I like that. I do too. Epic. Well, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Believe it. Nice. Now, now I got to do it this time, so I feel pretty good. Nice.